Welcome to the best of the Nick Brown Show, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's your host, Nick Brown. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. No, you can't call us because joining us on the Identity One-to-One Hotline is Louisiana Tech head baseball coach Greg Goff with uh, Louisiana Tech Diamond Report. And Coach, good morning. Good morning, Nick. Everybody doing good this morning? Hey, we're doing great. Got a question for you, okay? Driving around the car. Everybody has a favorite professional baseball team. And RJ's the Texas Rangers. Uh, my youngest son, Brett, is the Pittsburgh Pirates because Pirates get to play with swords. I root for the Chicago Cubs. Who's your favorite professional baseball team? Well, you know, growing up in West Tennessee, Nick, uh, there's only one that you can love. That's the beloved St. Louis Cardinals. Really? You got a Cardinals fan. I'm a right. Cardinals fan. I grew up, uh, grandfather, you know, always listened to it on the radio. And Jack Buck and all those guys are just, you know, uh, just a wonderful, uh, you know, organization. And growing up in Tennessee there, you know, not having a professional team, uh, St. Louis is really the closest one, and, and that's where we would always try to go and watch games. Got to see Lou Brock play for uh, St. Louis uh, uh, during the heyday. The uh, Dodgers were in town and got to see us. Uh, stopped in on a family vacation, uh, stopped into the old Bush Memorial Stadium and got to see the uh, Cardinals and Dodgers play years, years ago. <laughs> that was years ago, wasn't it? Now, quite a few years ago, yeah. I realized, I didn't realize Tabor wasn't born until 1979 because I was asking him about the Pittsburgh Pirates and we are family, and he goes, I was born in 79. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, uh, but I got to talk to you about uh, this Louisiana Tech baseball team. Certainly uh, on a roll. If you look over the last ten games, coach, you're eight and two over that span, and moved to uh, thirteen and nine in the conference, and twenty nine and fourteen overall. Well, you know, it's big. I guess I, I, I realized I stopped coaching. They just started letting them play, and so they started to win a bunch more games. Uh, you know, but no, we, we've been, you know, we've been playing really well. Uh, our guys are really settled in, and as you know, coming in bunch of new guys. I told you that, you know, from the get-go, if we wouldn't get buried early, I felt like this team would continue to grow, develop, and uh, hopefully play our best baseball as we come down the stretch. And that's what these guys are doing. They're just, you know, all these guys are new to it and, um, you know, just really growing and, and maturing, and hopefully uh, we can finish this thing out these next 10 games or so. Yeah, I want to go back to the uh, – I'm going to go way back before the season even started. And you had some random events that might seem a little crazy to some, and their team building activities. And one was you actually met right here at the depot. And I think where you know we talk about because we're going to talk about the injuries that you guys have faced this season in just a minute. But the thing about it is you bring in a lot of new guys, and and, and you know what your success is determined about how cohesive these guys are. And it started right here at the depot with a one night coming in with a draft to play a to play a World Series. No doubt, Nick. And I mean that you know, we, we set the you know, coaches and I kinda of sat down and talked about, you know, kind of our motto for this year with so many new faces and things and we want to get off to a good start and and so uh, we really came up and you see all of our players wearing our armbands, it's just power of one. And uh, so you know, when you talk about the power of one, you talk about thirty five guys coming from all over the country to buy into one program, to one philosophy, to, to each other. And uh, we told them from the get-go if they would just buy in and, and do the things we asked them to do and love their teammates, to be great teammates, uh, we could be really strong and powerful if we came together as one. And um, I think it's what you're seeing. You know, I think you're seeing a bunch of guys 
that uh, you know respect one another. They love putting that uh, red and blue on, and they they, they go out there every day. They play hard. And like you said, we've had injuries. We you know we got two outfielders that are down, and you wouldn't know that because again, you know each guy in this program has a role, and and each guy has been waiting for those opportunities, and uh, there's been guys step up. Let's let's talk about those injuries. I know one right off the bat. You you you're, you had some pitchers that are out. Flores is one, and, and who had three really major injuries that you've had? Well, you know we lost four eight. Um, he's done for the year, and then um, you know Bryce Stark, our center fielder, he has really been coming on um, defensively, one of the best outfielders in the league, uh, but really. Broke his average up and really started playing well the last three weeks. Uh, he got a torn meniscus uh, last week in a game. Um, and then we got Sean Owens, another guy that's starting to get hot. You know, he played really well for the last few weeks. He had a big bomb down at Lafayette. Playing really well. He played center when Stark, when, when Stark went out. Well, he's got some things going on in his shoulder right now that uh, he's not allowed him to sweep. And then Ted Love, another guy that's preparing. To me, our go-to guy, our leader, is for a hamstring. So he's very limited in what he can do right now. And certainly uh, the injury's taking a toll, but other guys uh, picking up the slack. And i got to ask you because, uh, you know, believe it or not, there's actually a very popular radio show in North Louisiana. So not only I don't get texts, Coach, but I get texts to ask you questions. I couldn't make it out to the ballpark last night. Uh, apparently a controversial play at home plate. Can you d- elaborate a little bit? Because I-, I have no idea what our listeners <laughs> talking about. <laughs> well, um, you know, we had a play at the plate. Um, there was a deep fly ball to right field. And um, one, one of our runners tagged, and like he's supposed to do, and he takes off. But I, you know, I felt like he thought the ball was really deep. So, um, you know, something that we all learned a valuable lesson at. Uh, that uh, we didn't go in sliding. And so uh, when he went in, uh, he tripped over the catcher's uh, foot. And he didn't touch home, home plate, is what the umpire said. I thought he touched it and uh, went out there and tried to, you know, argue a little bit with him. But basically, uh, if we slide in home plate, uh, there's no call. And, uh, you know, those are things that we learned. But uh, it was a very controversial call. But uh, anyway, it worked out that we didn't hurt us. Right, let me ask you this. Do you go back, and I know how much of the game is uh, videoed. I know you want to see your pictures. Do you go back and look? You know, like yeah. football coaches will go back and watch film. Do you go back and watch to see it, if he, if he touched it? Oh, yeah, I saw it last night. And I, and I really, I mean, it's a, you know, bang, bang. It just looked real awkward because um, the umpire just saw him trip over his foot. But I, I felt like his foot got in there and, and touched home plate. Okay, I, well, I appreciate our listeners for uh, texting this morning on the Nick Brown Show to ask a, a question with Coach Goss. I certainly appreciate that. And, and Coach, I want to ask you a question because, uh, you know, at this point, uh, we talk the postseason play is a possibility, and, and I'm going to keep it simple right now. How important is it and how focused are you guys on, you know, making the conference tournament. You see that. I know what you guys look at where you were predicted. And I think, to me, that is the biggest motivational factor that you can have when a group of sports writers and guys that are, quote, the experts come out and make a prediction and pick you near the bottom, you and your team near the bottom. And every day when they go out on that field, they see, hey, this is what people thought about you before the season started. There's no doubt. It's highly motivation for all of us. You know, uh, we don't want to be more 
uh, categorized as being the, the worst team in this league, too. We don't want people picking up to finish. You know, last year they picked the last this year they picked the 11th out of 12 teams. So uh, that's definitely motivation. We talk about that with our players all the time. Uh, I think they come out and play with a chip on their shoulders. Uh, you know, every team that we beat for the last uh, four weeks, as far as winning series, they, they were all picked ahead of us. And uh, I'm really proud of the fact that these guys are taking that ownership and taking that responsibility to try to get this program from the bottom and get it, get it back up to the top where it needs to be. Now, one thing that I've often talked about, I've talked to Louisiana Tech head baseball coach Greg Goff, as the Bulldogs are currently 13-9 in Conference USA, 29-14 and overall, last 10 games, 8-2. Uh, and two. Coach, for me, I will watch the other series, and I've known you just for about two and a half, almost three years. You're more of a pitch by pitch guy. You don't, you know, you're not concerned. You're not concerned with the Marshall UAB series or what Florida Atlantic or Rice or Southern Miss. But like right now, I'm looking and I'm watching series and jockeying for positions. But I don't think you really look that far ahead. You're you're concentrated and your guys are focused simply on the next pitch. There's no doubt, Nick. I think sometimes you get carried away and, and start overlooking people. And whenever you start doing those types of things, uh, you know, our, our philosophy and motto every week is we're going to start over and over, and we're going to work our way through. And our midweek games, and we're going to focus in on those three uh, really important conference games. So, you know, the, the game in hand for me right now, this game today, we got Cameron Lincoln on the mound. Uh, we got to beat a very good Middle Tennessee team that jumped us last night and got out to a three nothing lead. And I just can't say enough about our team. Um, you know, I've only had a few teams in my career that not only didn't blink an eye, but they just said, oh, I mean, Phil comes in, and every one of our hitters are like, hey, Phil, we got you. Don't worry about it. We got you back. We're going to score some runs for you. And I tell you what, they just kept clawing back and finally took the lead. And to me, that was one of the biggest wins for us that we've had in a long time last night. Well, Coach, we're certainly excited. And I'll be out of first pitches today. Beautiful weather in North Louisiana. First pitch at 3 o'clock. Yes, sir. Three o'clock. We've got the uh, alumni day today. We got over a hundred folks coming back for alumni. We're excited about eating the lunch with them and um, you know doing some pre-game festivities and having all those guys back. It's just an honor for me, Nick, to, to be the head coach here. From what Coach Patterson started to Coach Kane, all the way through, uh, just been some great, great coaches and players here. And uh, it's just an honor for me to be here. Looking forward to seeing all those, all those legends back today. All right, Coach, we certainly appreciate it, and good luck today uh, versus Middle Tennessee and the rest of the series and the rest of the season as well, and appreciate you joining us. All right, Big Nick, see you next time, man. Thank uh, you. He definitely will. That was Louisiana Tech head coach Greg Goff as the Bulldogs play Middle Tennessee today at 3 o'clock. When you hear the group Alabama on the Nick Brown Show, you know it's time for Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. And you know what? You work a 40-hour week for a living, but I can tell you that Lynn – has been sleeping late since we went to press last week with the best college football magazine of all time. Yeah, well, the second best one goes to press in about four hours, and we're grotesquely behind on it. That's the National College Edition. And uh, as soon as we get off, I'm right back on it. Uh, you know, things, uh, it'd be worth a, worth a show sometime to uh, discuss what all it takes to put these magazines out. And uh, sometimes they go smoothly, sometimes they don't. We're in the middle of a not smoothly. But, uh, you know, the, you take the good with the bad. And uh, it's like my late mother said to me one time, Nick, when I was talking about missing family events. And uh, it was a, uh, uh, seems like maybe it was a Saturday morning, and I had not gone to bed, literally had not gone to sleep since the previous Thursday, which happened this past week. And, uh, and uh, she listened to me talk about it. I didn't think I was complaining. I thought I was reporting. 
But when I got through, Mother looked at me. She said, Lynn, you knew what journalism was when you went into it. I said, yes, ma'am, I did. So uh, that's just the nature of what happens sometimes. But uh, the uh, the Southeastern edition is uh, is off the presses in the process of being bound and uh, being cartoned so that by next week they get on the uh, on the trucks going out in the field. And uh, with any grace from God, uh, hopefully we'll get this situation with the uh, National College edition put to bed and it'll get to the printer as we're obligated to do today. So you're not just behind, you're grotesquely yeah, we're, behind. Yeah, we're really pretty far behind. Uh-huh. And just, and just, just had a, uh, you know, without getting into it, just had a technical emergency just a few minutes ago that as soon as we get off the air, I've, I've, uh, I've got to find a way to tend to. But, uh, hey, and you know me, uh, uh, getting me in charge of doing something that's got something to do with technical, that's, uh, that's the definition of problem. Uh, you look uh, up problem in the, in the dictionary, it's got me trying to solve something technical. Uh, absolutely, because you're not on Twitter. Um, well, no, well, hold on now. I've got a, I've got a, uh, is it, what's it called, a Twitter handle? What do you call that? Yeah, Twitter handle. Yeah, there you go. I've got a Twitter handle. And there, I listen, there are people that follow me on Twitter. <laughs> you, talk about a, you talk about a short trip. The short, <laughs> short, shortest trip you're ever going to take is following me on Twitter. I'm not one. A guy, a guy, in fact, a guy that you know who's in the sports uh, journalism business, uh, I saw a notice that he was following me on Twitter. And next time, I, next time I saw him, I said, why? Has <laughs> your, your life gotten so boring that you go follow me on Twitter? <laughs> but, you know, that's, just, that's, uh, that's, that's what comes with old age well, and uh, untechnical. Well, I, I tell you what, though, and I, and I know I talked about it on Thursday, but I think that uh, one thing we do must say, and you, you're, you're a proponent of an early signing period. Absolutely. And, and we talked about it. Uh, you know, I made a verbal commitment to Southern Pecan Coffee, but I went. They had a coconut chocolate, so I tried that as well. So my verbal commitment to coffee this morning was non-binding. And I think the Coach Moorhead from Texas A&M, I really think Kevin Sumlin has to look in the mirror who he surrounds himself with as far as assistant coaches because you brought it up, the number of quarterbacks that have left, and now you've got an assistant coach basically uh, questioning the kid's loyalty and commitment on Twitter. Well, well he was, he's, he's lost uh, uh, the top-rated quarterback in the country by, by some uh, rating services and two, and two wide receivers. I, I'll, I'll say this. As a general rule, a coach, you know, there needs to be an adult in the room. And while what he had to say might be accurate, um, he didn't need to say it in public. Uh, the, it's, uh, coaches don't use rants. Uh, coaches are the ones that have got to, uh, you know, not burn bridges and not, uh, and, and not do negative things. You know, if, if those things, if he felt like those things need to be said to this boy, then say them to the boy. But don't say them in a way that's going to get out public and it's going to affect other things, going to make you look bad, the school look bad, and affect other players. As a general rule, uh, you do, you do better not to not to you know say some of the things that he did. Uh, I don't know this coach, um, nor do I know this, um, and I'm not defending him at all. He shouldn't have done that. Uh, they're going to reap repercussions from it. And you're right, it is non-binding. Uh, and and you see every year where there are things that are non-binding that that players back off. But you see uh, schools not as much as players. That, but you'll thank you, thank you. Yes, that, that that pull them as well. However, here's what we don't know. We have no idea what had gone on between that boy and that school and those coaches. We don't know what word, what, what agreements had been made. We don't know what words had been said. Who knows? Maybe there was another player that I've known this to happen. Maybe there's another player that wanted to go to Texas A&M. And this boy told that coach, told those coaches, no, I'm coming to A&M. You're my choice at wide receiver. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to A&M. And maybe they told another player that 
I'm sorry, we don't have room for you because we've got this slot filled by somebody else, and maybe that guy has now committed to LSU. Um, and that can't be brought back. And so all of a sudden the player says, ah, I've changed my mind. I think I'm going to go visit. Well, we don't know the facts here, and we don't know what had gone on. There may be absolute justification for what this coach had to say. Uh, so I don't want to come down too heavy on something when I don't know the facts. But as a general rule, if you had something needed to be said to that player, if something had gone on that justified him uh, having those kind of feelings toward that player, you send them to the player. You don't say them, and that's a, that's a problem with social media, with, with uh, Twitters and Facebooks and Instagrams and YouTubes and all those things. Uh, once you say something, once you do something, you can't bring it back. It's out there forever. And you see all these times, Laramie Tunsil, we talked about that last week. Who knows what's the truth on that? But once something's out there, Nick, yeah, you can pull it down, but it's out there. If somebody's got it, they've got it, and they can continue uh, uh, circulating it. And, um, you know, so. Well, my, my take on it is, and you brought it up, be the adult in the room. If I were a recruiter, it's just like when you go out and sell ads. And you go out because you want to get an ad put in Lindy's, which is the greatest uh, college football magazine, and take it from me because I've read them all. If you go into a business and they say, Lynn, we're not going to take an ad from you this year right now, you're not going to say, well, I tell you what, you know what, you're not going to flip them off as you walk out the door. You're going to say, you know what, I understand, I appreciate your time, but I tell you what, you're going to find out that Lindy's is the best place you need to put your ad. Just like if I was talking to the kid, I said, you know what, you open it up and look around because I'm so confident in the fact that College Station is the place for you, you're going to want to come back. So go look around and see, but we're the best place for you. Uh, Aggie Land College Station on a Saturday afternoon is the best place for you. Well, you know, as, as, uh, as Pat Dye used to say, hindsight 50-50. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, yeah, you can look back. We all do. We look back on things and wish we'd set them and done them differently. But, but in, you know, that just needs to, as a general rule, if you're a coach in this position, you don't say something publicly because it'll hurt you. It'll have other repercussions. Uh, may may burn a bridge with the particular people involved that you can't repair, and um, it's just you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not uh, giving an opinion on the circumstance itself because I don't know the facts, and uh, and the coach may be being thrown under the bus too much if we knew the facts of what's going on. But he's not being thrown under the bus too much about how he handled it. Well, I'm going to go to uh, Southeastern Conference Baseball. We're talking with Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine every Saturday morning. Lynn takes you to 10 on the Nick Brown Show, even if he is grotesquely behind on the national uh, print edition. Certainly appreciate you taking time to join us. But South Carolina rocking and rolling. They've won three in a row. They're 16-5. and five. The Florida Gators now 15-6, and six, but they're also on a two-game win streak. But as much as we argue about the SEC West, being better in football, basketball is all grouped together. I think you got to say the cream of the crop. I know you're going to say Texas A&M, best baseball being played in the East. Well, yeah, they are. Tell me this, and I apologize. At 2 a.m. this morning, I'm, I'm working, and I did not get a chance to check on the scores. Uh, Mississippi State, Missouri, how did it turn out? Well, Mississippi State's won two in a row, so I'm going to go with the Bulldogs winning that one. Also, uh, Mississippi State did come back and win that. They were behind. I, think, I, I, went, I tell you what, I did my look, my Lynn look in. That's what I call it, the Lynn look in. And everybody that was supposed to win, I believe, did last Okay, night. so all five of the bottom five. I knew that four of them lost. All five of the bottom five lost. That's exactly. Lynn, we, we think alike. That's where I was going okay. next. Well, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's the, key. the battle. Yeah, that's the key thing in the league right now. It's really what happens at the top's irrelevant. Uh, they're playing for seeding. Uh, Vanderbilt losing was not a good thing for them for the SEC because it probably eliminates. You know, Vanderbilt's got to win a couple of these games at A&M because then they got, I think, Florida or somebody coming up. Vanderbilt's got a tough nut. And, um. 
or maybe South Carolina. I don't know, but they got they got some tough ball games coming up. And uh, you know that Florida, South Carolina, and A and M are going to host regionals, right? And you'd like to get a fourth one in Vanderbilt would would look like your most logical choice. But none of those are really important because they're for seedings. The important stuff for the leagues on the flip side. And now Missouri's gone into Mississippi State and lost twice. They played the Thursday night game. So if, if Missouri doesn't win today, they're going to have gone in and gotten swept, which means that anybody, any of those other teams, of course, Tennessee's behind the eight ball. They lost again. They're a game behind the other four. So they, they remain a game behind. Tennessee needs to win something while Auburn, Georgia, and Arkansas lose. Is what is what they need to happen. Correct. Because they're behind, mm-hmm. and now Missouri's a game behind because they've already lost two. If Auburn, Georgia, or Arkansas could win today, then they get a two game two game jump on Tennessee and a game jump on Missouri. So um, the significant baseball right now, this, this, I mean, is really significant for how the, for the SEC tournament and so on is being played at the bottom. The bottom. Well, I, I'm going to say this, and you can put your Hoover Chamber of Commerce cap on if you'd like. If Missouri and Tennessee are the two teams left out of the SEC baseball tournament, I think everyone in uh, Hooverland is happy. Well, probably so. <clears throat> yeah, probably so. Because uh, that means the four, the four teams that bring the big fan bases, uh, you know, the, the hotels are happy, the restaurants are happy, uh, the, the SEC is happy. Uh, because the four, the four teams that bring the large fan bases, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and Mississippi State, will all be there. And, uh, and, and right now, uh, Mississippi State, uh, LSU, and Alabama are going to be there. Uh, Auburn's the only one of that group that may not be there, and if, if Auburn would win a couple of ball games, uh, you know they might get there. Well, I'm going to talk about Auburn just for a minute because, as as our listeners know, you and I both graduated from there. But I'm not talking about it from an Auburn perspective. I'm talking about it from a college baseball perspective. I'm not a fan of playing a conference opponent. I know you're going to tell me it's for charity and everything they do at Capital City Classic, where they play in Montgomery, where the Montgomery Biscuits play. I think that is absurd because what I've watched over the years is Auburn has won that baseball game and then come out been destroyed during the series. And I think Auburn may put a little more emphasis on winning in Montgomery than they do during the conference game as Alabama took care of Auburn last night. And that's something I'm just not a fan of playing a conference opponent in a game that doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. I think Mississippi and Mississippi, Mississippi State may do that too. Um, and I, and I, I can see that. They, I mean, and you're right, it is weird the way it's turned out. All, uh, they've been doing that Capital City Classic nine nine years. Auburn's won eight. Alabama and one but one. Uh, Auburn wins usually by, by large margins, often by large margins. Then in those nine years uh, that they've had that, the majority of the time Alabama's won the series when they played head to head for the three game series. So uh, so you're right. It's not. It, it it has for the most part, at least so far, turned out that Auburn wins the wins the first time and Alabama wins the series. Not every time, but the majority of the time. I think maybe it's six to three or something like that. Well, I tell you what, I know that you've got a lot of work to do. You catch me up on softball, then we're going to let you get out. Lynn gets out a little early today because we all want that national edition to make it to press. It'll be there. Well, the thing is, we start Monday then on the NFL edition. We got, you know, we got our largest selling magazine is the NFL. We don't talk about it that much. You and I don't. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're going to sports territory. Hold up. You have never mentioned that. I've known you for seven years. Yeah, the oh, NFL edition outsells your colleges. Well, well, no, not not all of our colleges combined. No, colleges sell a lot more than NFL, but the single largest seller. In other words, you you bunch together just the southeastern edition and the national college edition, and just those two outsell the NFL. But but the largest selling edition, the largest single edition, the pro football edition, outsells any of the college editions. So collectively, we sell more college. But our largest selling magazine is the NFL edition, is the pro football edition. There you go. 
And uh, softball still the same. Winners keep winning. No, well, no, because uh, uh, Auburn's now lost three in a row. Uh, Auburn is in, Auburn's on the verge of losing, hosting a regional, uh, and there and it's unexplainable because they were rolling on swept swept Georgia. Uh, Georgia was nationally ranked. Swept Georgia uh, had uh, number seven Florida State played them head to head in uh, in a two game set. They split the split it one to one. So they had won four out of five uh, against all nationally ranked top. I think Georgia might have been eleventh teams, and now they've lost three in a row. Uh, they lost to uh, lost to Tennessee two in a row last night, going to the top of the eighth uh, in extra innings. The first two batters in the top of the eighth for Texas A&M hit home runs. Nobody out, and it's already six to four. And in the bottom of the seventh, uh, Auburn has uh, scores one run, makes it six to five, and have runners on second and third. Uh, and uh, and can't get them in. So Auburn's now lost three in a row. I mean, they're they're still going to be a top ten team, and they'll they'll get a, a seed in the tournament. But Auburn's in the process of blowing uh, the opportunity to uh, to host a regional. They play Texas A&M two more ball games. Uh, they better get their act together and win, uh, or they're going to they're going to blow what would have been a real uh, good opportunity that they'd earned throughout the season. Well, the only thing I'll say is, is there any chance that you apply for the Arkansas softball job because it looks awful lonely with one win in the win column. Oh my word! Yeah, I mean, and, and most of the most of the wins are big losses. I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're not even being competitive, so it's a it's a sad situation. They're like one in twenty or something. Yes. So well, they're, they're they're easily the worst team in the conference. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I'm gonna let you get out of here a little early. Uh, I certainly appreciate you taking time to join us, and I certainly wish you well in your technical difficulties today. Oh, we'll get done. I mean, we've been doing this for uh, thirty uh, thirty five years, and uh, and it's gotten out every year, and it'll get out this year, and it'll uh, be good. Uh, I, Lynn, certainly appreciate it, and best of luck this afternoon. All right, man, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the best of the Nick Brown Show. Tune in live every Saturday on ESPN977.com or subscribe to the show in iTunes, on Stitcher, or at redpeachsports.com.